seconds left. Boston only has a one-point lead. Greer is putting the ball on a play. He gets it out deep and have a check field. from the parking lot, and Vermont has a 59-55 lead. Swung line drive, let's see him. One run is in. Here comes Green. Here's the throw to the plate. He is safe. Braves win. Braves win. Braves win. Braves win. So five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Unbelievable. Down goes Frazier. Down goes Frazier. I just got three things to say. God bless our troops. God bless America. And gentlemen, start your engine! It's showtime. Ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, and sports enthusiasts from around the world. This is the podcast you have all been waiting for. Whether listening in the car, on your morning drive, or with one earbud in at the office, this is the sports show that has it all. From pro wrestling to the octagon, from the gridiron to the baseball diamond, from the pitch to the ice, it's all here. You have tuned in to Mount Sterling's most downloaded podcast that drops on Saturdays at 3 a.m. This is not your average podcast. This is from corner to corner. And now, here are your hosts, Sean Big Papa Kite, Wes Redman Crouch, Adam Big Country Muncie, and Neil Mulletman Payne. And welcome back to another episode of From Corner to Corner. I am your host, Sean, here tonight with Wesley and special guest, Mike Allison, the senior ticket, or I'm sorry, the vice president of ticket sales. Making me older than I really am. Oh, no. A senior just sounds so much better, right? I appreciate it. So we are live on location from Counterclocks Field in Lexington in the brand new... Lexington Lounge. Yeah, Lexington Lounge. And this is nice. As As a guy that's been to this ballpark a lot, this is really nice. So looks like you took out some of the suites and made this. Nine of them. Wow. Wow. I was really excited to have you see it. Yeah, well, when you said, I've got the perfect spot for us to record, and I mean, this is nice. It's air-conditioned. The field looks fantastic. The ballpark looks great. I mean, you guys have done a ton ton of work to it. A lot of work in a short amount of time. We're not done. Yeah. uh, Yeah, it's looking really awesome. So, for those of you that don't know, formerly the Lexington Legends, now the Lexington Counterclocks, um, name change, New look came with new ownership. Andy Shea sold out. And who's the new owner? Uh, so the Lions family out of Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, Nathan um, and his wife, Carrie, uh, purchased the team last October. Uh, Nathan played baseball at Ole Miss, and his wife is from Kentucky. Um, so, you know, real estate investor loves taking um, properties with some age and giving them a new look and a new feel. And somewhere in that line, wanted to own a baseball team. Um, this opportunity came up, and you know people were skeptical at first because you know coming in from out of town or whatnot. But wife's a Kentuckian, so he's a Kentuckian by default, and um, doing a really nice job. Well, and 
and and and you can see, you know, somebody. It sounds like him having that real estate feel knows what it takes to think to make things look great. I mean, you know, it's been a little bit since I've been here, and just walking in, I was like, oh wow, this that whoa, all this new stuff. And you know, do you think that banana mania might have sparked his interest in wanting to be a, a an owner? I don't know. I mean, you know, he played baseball at Ole Miss, got a family uh, enriched baseball tradition. I mean, his uncle is Barry Lyons, played for the New York Mets. He's our manager now. So I think baseball has been in his blood. Um, I will say that banana ball has helped the sport across the map. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, I don't want to give them that Harlem Globetrotters feel, but it brought the excitement back. And that's what it's going to take. You know, baseball is a game. Um, been around for a long time, very traditional in a sense, and they threw that spin on it. It's got young kids talking about it, buying T-shirts, and wanting to take really long road trips to go see them play. They're selling out everywhere they go. Um, so it's great for the game of baseball, and if it helped, and it helped us turn this place around, then uh, sure. Right, maybe. right. I mean, and, and, and you're right. And of course, this isn't, I don't want to get into it, but it is something that, like, everybody that's a baseball fan knows who the Savannah Bananas are right now. And, uh, you know, I know um, that, you know, us being uh, my family and I, we we did the host family for the Legends for like five years. And uh, my kids grew up in this ballpark. And, um, you know, unfortunately, COVID derailed a whole lot of different things. And, you know, they've gotten older now, and you know, Cassie's out on her own. Caitlin's getting ready to go to college. And, you know, I wouldn't say that we outgrew it, but we kind of outgrew it. You know, it's like spending 70 nights a, a summer in this ballpark uh, was hard as a family. And uh, with my new job, I'm my work hours are a lot more, you know, less flexible, so to speak. But I'm – the day that you announced the, the name change, yep. holy cow. You couldn't have drawn more attention to yourselves than that, right? I mean, I know a lot of people were outraged about it. Um, I kind of looked at it as a different – I don't know exactly where the name coming. and we'll get to that here in a few minutes. My thought process, and I told my, my wife, I was like, well, from my understanding, Mr. Lyons, the new owner, wanted to kind of get back to the family-oriented – type of uh, atmosphere and I'm like I'm looking at the counterclocks and I'm thinking okay well we're going clockwise right so maybe maybe we're looking at we're rolling back in time to yeah. try to reset the I'm mindset sure yeah but now apparently counterclocks has something to do with horse racing yeah. too absolutely um, so we took a deep dive and we wanted to be creative but you don't want to just Oh, well, we're the horse racing capital of the world. Let's just call them the horses or let's call them right. the horseshoes or, you know, because there was plenty of that. But uh, somebody, like, I don't understand why you just didn't need the thoroughbreds. Well, that's K-State. Right. And like. Well, and wasn't that the, uh, the hockey team too? Well, that was the thoroughbreds. Oh, gotcha. So it's like, well, you could just be the thoroughbreds. And I'm just like, let me give you a pat on the back for that immensive amount of creativity you just made <laughs> up there. Like, let's put a little bit of thought into it. Now, that being said, minor league baseball is what this stadium, this brand has been for. We're in the Atlantic League right now, and we have seen some of the best baseball that's ever been played here in the past couple of years. 
nothing like so when you're 18 and you're naive and you get drafted and you've been told you're the greatest player on your team since you were nine years old and that dream starts to come true and you still work hard and then all of a sudden you've got to play 140 games and the kind of the real world of being a baseball player starts to hit you that's one thing but the other side of it that you really got to look at is what happens when you've lived that life something didn't go your way and now you have to fight back that's what we're getting right now. Yeah. So when I'm when you're seeing a guy who is staring at a real world or maybe never had a plan B, watching how hard they work, the result has been some of the best baseball that we've ever seen. Yeah. Grown men out here playing the game. Some of them it might be their last hurrah. Some of them are fighting to get back. I mean, we just had a player get picked back up by the Cleveland Guardians two weeks ago. Okay. And when he came in and threw, you pretty much knew what was going to happen. And I've watched more baseball in this park than just about anybody. I would agree with that. And when you're watching, you can just tell. Yeah. So getting back to the name. So who owns more legend merchandise than me? Nobody. Right. I can pretty much guarantee that. I knew the name about a month and a half before everybody else. And my initial shock, feeling I shouldn't say shock, was similar to what we saw on the internet. But knowing what was going on here behind the scenes, let's give it a second, see what happens, do a little research. I sit in at a meeting, we start to hear the backstory of where this name came from. And I'm like, you know what? I'm from this area. I didn't know that. I kind of am a historian. Baseball is a game rooted in history. So I think I can get behind that. Then my head started rolling on, oh, well, the mascot's name is Diener. Every time they hit a home run, we can, uh, we can play this song right here. But, you know, it's talking about turning back time and all that stuff. So we can play off every aspect of that. But if you really think about it, baseball, you run the bases on dirt counterclockwise. Back in the late 1700s. Son of a gun, if you don't. I never thought about it that way. I'm saying. So back in the late 1700s, a guy moves here. Falls in love with Kentucky right down the road in Crab Orchard. They've got a house there, um, historically significant in Lincoln County. And puts a track in his backyard, wants to race horses, have all his friends come over. But he doesn't want to do it the same way England did it. So they race clockwise on grass. So he makes a dirt track, and they're going to run counterclockwise on it. People started showing up, started getting bigger and bigger. And that's the start of the Kentucky Derby. And we live in the horse racing capital of the world. Well, I was sitting there thinking the horse the horse races go counterclockwise too. I did not know that the England a, part of it. There is a counterclocker in the corner of every racetrack. That's how do you think they get those quarter post times where the Lexington counterclocks? And yes, it took me a second. Yes, I own fifty-seven legend tags. I counted. <laughs> I thing. bet I got twenty. Here's the thing. If I can get over it, and you claim to be forward-thinking, then so can you. And then when you come out to the ballpark, like I told you before we got on air, nobody has left here this year without a smile on their face. Yeah. Now, in some aspects, we are building like it's brand new, a brick at a time, yeah. one fan relationship at a time. Yeah. So I was excited to have you come back out here and see it. Yeah. Now, I don't expect you to come to 70 games because I don't come to 70 games anymore. Yeah, my my job. I've got. Oh, I have some. He's out playing sports, 
And luckily, our ownership and our general manager, uh, Justin, they understand that. They saw what value I brought yeah. to the table in moving this forward. So I think it's awesome. And if we really want to be honest, what was a legend? Right. Other than the fact that it was easy to say. Right. So now I got big old clock chains downstairs, and you know I've been able, we've been able to rebrand and do all kinds of cool stuff. Or I mean, we've paid homage to horse racing history. We've paid homage to baseball history in this town. And quite frankly, if you don't like the name, that's the trailblazing spirit of a Kentuckian that yeah. we're talking about. Yeah. Did you just say you had clock chains down there? Absolutely. But have, have, have we had Flavor Flav here yet? We have. <laughs> <laughs> you might be on to something. You might be on to something. Um, if you don't think that wasn't written down on one of our Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> And that's just, it's just where we are. Like, here's the thing. I brought you up here to let you see this area for a reason. I'm a salesman at heart. You know that. Yeah. We have had 200 conversations down there in the middle of the game about the concept of being a fan out here. Yeah. And I'd be willing to bet there are people out there that can tell me every score and every stat line of every game they ever came to. But it's more about the fan experience yeah. and the opportunity. And to do that, you need to focus on things like the bathrooms being safe and clean to use again. Yeah. Having new areas. So if you've been out here 700 times like you have, there's still something to come out. Yeah. Because chances are, they're not going to come 70 times, but you're going to bring your family out to see all the changes. Yeah. I've, I've done the same thing. Yeah. I mean, my son has grown up here. Absolutely. And at the pace that we were I mean, going, I remember when he was born. <laughs> That's the longest stretch of games I've ever missed here when he yeah. was born. But like, if I want him to have a potential to have a summer job here one day or keep this legacy going, there was some stuff that needed to be done here. Yeah, we extended the nets for fan safety. We put a padded wall up for player safety. Yeah, we've got a probably the best playing surface in the, in the I city. I mean, like I said, the, the field looks fantastic. A 4K video board, ribbon board. So we brought it up today, and I'm not kidding. There are new floors and new sinks in the bathrooms downstairs on the concourse. Yeah. And I shouldn't be that excited about it. But it's a small detail that doesn't get any credit, but it's necessary. But 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 Mike, the, the thing about it is, and I think what I mean, I've got this gives me goosebumps listening to you talk about this because when 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 we quit coming on a regular basis when COVID hit, um, and really I'll be honest with you, COVID's what did it, right? I mean you know, and then and then and then we lost the affiliation, uh, which Rob Manford screwed baseball on that. That's a whole different subject to get into. Um, but it's you you could see it continually starting to run down, and you know I don't know we don't nobody knows the exact reason why, but one of the reasons that Rob Manford took certain. Uh, minor league teams away was rundown facilities, poor attendance, which I know we didn't have poor attendance. Right. I know we always had one of the better attended uh, attendance records over the season. Um, and then location, right? So I would assume either the age of the ballpark or the location was the driving factor behind that. But had you had a, an owner like this that didn't want to see it run down and w w would attack it, with this type of ferocity that he has, maybe you don't lose that minor league deal. Uh, you know, who knows? Maybe you get it back someday because you were like, look, we've worked hard. 
to make this happen. You know, look at the ballpark, and we're doing this for for um, independent ball. Yep. You know, and and like like nothing wrong against the independent ball. Like you said, the hardest these guys are playing super hard, and and you guys are always seem to be fielding a competitive team. I mean, just because we're not coming, we're keeping. Up. That don't mean we ain't keeping up with it. And uh, but you know. Some of the funnest conversations that me and you ever had, we'd be sitting down here behind home plate and be like, "Yep, but this is a, a curveball. Oh, here comes a fastball." Oh, yeah. And I mean, it's just like we just watch these kids play so much, and it's like you could be like, "Well, we, you know, we need to go curveball here. We need to go slider here," and just you see these kids grow up. Um, and and I, I, that was the cool part about it is my whole family loved coming to this, and Cassie become a baseball fan because of this and you know had we not had the opportunity to do the uh the hosting of the of the players i don't know that we find the connection to the game that we did but it was something that the five of us all enjoyed we could come out here every night everybody in the ballpark knew who we were it was fun entertainment and it was not inexpensive or not not cheap it was not expensive, is what I'm trying to say. It's very affordable fun for your family. And, uh, exactly. And, I mean, here, and here's one for you. We, there's going to be several opportunities for here for us to get off topic. But just this past homestand, two former legends were in the ballpark against us. Khalil Lee and DJ Bird were both in the ballpark. And Khalil Lee was one of our guys. That's what I'm saying. And Khalil Lee saw me. Recognized me, the DJ, that me up. And DJ was a fan favorite. Yeah. That dude, you talk about speed. That dude was built on a set of wheels. But if you watched his career track in the past four years, it's a roller coaster. And some of it's not, I mean, he got hurt one time, but some of it's not even his own doing. Maybe it's the position versus the farm system that he's in, who they deemed in front of him. But I mean, I, I've watched it because he's one of the few guys that I, you know, befriended and follow on Facebook. And I didn't even know he was in the Atlantic League, walking around doing my thing. And they're like, "Come up next for High Point, DJ Bird." And I'm like, "What? Got autographed bat in his home?" Yeah. I'm, I can remember him talking to the Royals director of player personnel out here on the Pepsi party day about his future. Sounded, I was like, man, maybe I should buy some of his cards. Like, yeah. It sounded very promising. Yeah. And that wasn't that long ago. I know. Well, Khalil Lee played for the – he got traded to the Mets yep. and made his major league debut just two years ago. Yep. So I, I didn't know that he wasn't still in the majors or the minors. Yep. No, you know. he playing here for uh, Southern Maryland? No, Lancaster. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's crazy to see. Now, if you haven't been here – like me, you haven't seen these full careers, but then what about the guys I remember seeing that have retired? Yeah. Or, and played, or have gone on to sell insurance. I mean, at a bank. It's, wouldn't you say that Jose Altuve is the biggest name player to ever come through here? Probably so. You know, Him I, and J.D. Martinez? I, him and J.D. were on the same team. Yeah. And I can, I, every person I talk, man, it's their patient over here. He's not a lot of hard, he's too small. And now he's Jose Altuve. Right. And, you know, I was a huge Hunter Pence fan. Yeah. Um, oh, I forgot about Hunter Pence. Yes. Well, and obviously I'm not a baseball scout, and there were plenty here every night. But I would watch him play, 
and the ball sounded different coming off his back, and that was like my first claim to fame. Or like, see, I know I watch a lot of baseball. I can get out. Yeah. But uh, no, apparently his skill level did that for him. That right. To do with my <laughs> insight, but you know, I so I'm a big fan of that. Like uh, meeting Aaron Judge face to face, him being one of the nicest guys I've ever met, the tallest guys I've ever met, and then him putting one in the Dolls parking lot. You know, Bryce Harper hit his first professional home run out. Yeah. And I'm the Tim one Tebow coming through here, you know. Yep. Yeah. Um, I got Yohan Moncada's autograph. I got in trouble that night. Matter of fact, the Booster Club got mad at me because I promoted the opposing team bringing him here, the Greenville Drive. I saw a 50 person group that were Red Sox fans and we didn't even know lived in the community. Yeah. But they wanted to see this prospect. You know, there was another guy on that team too. Uh, Mookie, wasn't Mookie Betts on that thing? Wouldn't surprise me. But like, pretty sure he was. I mean, you know, we have a lot of Braves fans, and Travis Darno played in this ballpark Dude, forty times. I saw Acuna and Albies both play here. I, yeah, I'm like, like that's something you can't forget. You know, well, I saw him play. Uh, uh, Albies play here, unbelievable. Saw him in the South Atlantic League All Star game, and then my son wanted me to spend three hundred fifty dollars on this Ozzy Albies custom glove the other day. I was like, man, talk about full circle. Yeah. So you talk about all these prospects that, you know, because of the affiliation with the Royals uh, when they first started, and now you're in independent ball. Is the owner's vision to help this team along to possibly get back to being affiliated with a major league baseball team? So right now we play in the Atlantic League, right. professional baseball. We're extremely happy that uh, the, the league office, the amount of input that we're allowed to have with the betterment of the league has been something that's truly unique. Because, you know, in the past, you got what the Royals sent you, and that was it. And it didn't matter, oh, you're throwing a no-hitter in the seventh inning, but we only wanted you to throw 76 pitches, you're coming out. So having that... That's working, a negative effect on the fans, too. Having that working relationship, well, it affects that you're, you're... At that point, you're affecting history. Yeah. Now, I get it. We want to save this guy's arm. Yeah. But, how? I mean. We I, saw a lot of that happen, too. So, it's like, you know, okay, there was 1,500 people here on a Sunday afternoon, and a guy gets pulled from a no-hitter on Father's Day, one inning too soon. Now, had they let him come in and he pitches the no-hitter, you get 17,000 people to tell you that they saw it. Well, that's just how the tale, of, the tale of baseball works. It's kind of like fishing. But I will tell you this to your previous question. Everything we do here from an improvement standpoint is to eliminate any objection. That's self. You know, we're overcoming objections. Right. So there will be no, oh, the lights aren't angled the right way. Oh, the, there's a dip at third base that's not safe for this guy. We just gave a $4 million bonus to There won't be any of that. That will all, that's our goal to eliminate all of that. So if the opportunity ever presented itself, they can just look at the facts. Lexington, Kentucky, 400,000 people, a will and spoke city that gets 30% of its annual attendance here from the Richmond, Berea, Mount Sterling, Paris, Georgetown, Frankfurt, Versailles, Jessamine County. Area. Right. Heck, it's harder to get from Jessamine County to here than it is from Mount Sterling to here. Yeah, sure. And I know you know this. You make yeah. the drive very one of our season ticket holders right now makes the drive three or four times a week, and he's like, "I can get here thirty minutes." Sure, absolutely. And you know, I can't get to my house 
And that, that's a testament to Lexington's growth. But that, while it might make you mad at 5 o'clock traffic, is exactly what Major League Baseball and Minor League Baseball will need to see when, they're, when they go out looking. Gotcha. So, gotcha. And I think we're primed for that. But ball's out of our court. But like you said, you can get independent guys now, and you don't have to. Like you said, you don't, you're not given a list of players, and here's who you've got. Yep. You all can go out and sign Absolutely. whoever you want to at this point. Well, that, that's a good follow Because I was curious, like, how do you go about getting the team put together? Uh, lots of scouting, lots of uh, lots of you know connections through the inner workings of baseball. A director, the director of baseball operations, has become one of the most. It went from a position that wasn't really necessary. Which kind of needed a really good clubhouse manager to the director of baseball operations needs to be a well-versed guy. The general manager, the director of baseball ops have to understand the game. Like the general manager's role here now has to be on that side of the clubhouse as well, whether they want it to be or not, which makes, you know, so it's, we're going to build a show downstairs is going to build the dinner. Now I got to make sure people come to dinner in the show. I mean, you're running this, you're running an independent team as basically as a major league baseball team uh, hey, now yeah. because you're you're having to get these guys to come in here to play Absolutely. and show them hey we've had just like you said you had a, a guy just leave two two days ago for or, or like, that's like a week and a half a week ago, and a half ago mean, to play the guardians and just say look we can bring you in here you can play here and we've got guys watching that we can get you you know back to major leagues and, and it's happened. I mean, so right. we've had so the league total is over twenty five. Last call I was on. There's over twenty five contracts that have been purchased. Major league uh, teams, you know, putting them back in their farm system. The KBO, the the Mexican league. Right. Like, I mean, uh, Japan. I mean, Courtney Hawkins hit forty eight home runs here last year. None of them were iffy. They were all, without a doubt, out of this ballpark. Holy cow. He hit 48 home runs in a season, and he is over in Japan right now absolutely tearing it up. He's a celebrity. If Trevor Bauer wasn't there with his YouTube and all that craziness, Courtney Hawkins would be the number one thing you'd hear about out of Japanese baseball right now. Absolutely killing him. And he that came directly from here. He, well, he was, Where was he, he at prior to? He, he's from Texas. Uh, don't quote me on this. Probably hear it get mad at me. I want to say he was in the White Sox organization. The name sounds familiar. For a brief period of time. I could be wrong on that. Don't hold me too bad. Came here, played here. Um, you know, I'm not sure how he got here. I don't know if Brandon had anything to do with that. But the end result was he was working on perfecting his game. Great guy. 48. That's a lot of home runs. It's a lot of. I mean, they wouldn't even pitch to him the last series. Like he would, have, he would have the all-time Atlantic League record if they had pitched to him. No doubt. Yeah. So. So if if they if they come in here and they like like you said they they took your guy to the Guardians a couple weeks ago. Yep. Do they? Do you get reimbursed for that? Yep. So they they basically purchase his contract from you guys. Absolutely. And so then, and then he goes back into either a the minor leagues for them, or right. you know, well, um, like if you kept up with Reds baseball, the name Tony Singrani sound familiar? You yeah. Remember that? So, yes. Yeah. So our first year in the Atlantic League, he's one of our closers. 
you hear him, you hear him get introduced. It was all over, bro. Like six outs, three outs, whatever we needed. We're winning the game. Yeah. Like, what is he doing here? Like, again, because they were trying to I make him. He was a starter in the in the major leagues, and then nobody looked at him as a closer. We're just getting him, we're just getting him throws innings. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I'm not a doctor. Something probably happened. He had to work his way back up. But once he was a hundred, that's what people don't understand. So every night, every player who steps on the field in the Atlantic League game, their stat pack. Goes to all 30 teams. Sitting downstairs two weeks ago, San Diego Padres call, asked a question. Just a quick question. I can't answer it. I passed it along to the appropriate person. Obviously, the Guardians. Our first year in Atlantic League, we signed a shortstop out of, a, out of extended spring training by people who didn't make a roster. We signed him. We're hyped. We haven't announced it publicly yet, but we know he signed. Miami Marlins call. My man never made it to lessons. Sigrani <laughs> signed with the Mets from here, correct? No, Cubs. Cubs, that's right. Yep. And then he was uh, he went to their double A and I think he saw some triple. And if they actually get to the big leagues of the team that purchased the contract from us, that hits another threshold for us. But that's good. Yeah, nice. So nice. It's just different. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's but completely it's, different. It's but, like minor leagues, but it's not minor leagues. Exactly. It's minor leagues without an affiliation. Well, here's the like thing. anybody can call it. If there was a 4A level of minor league, that's what you'd be looking at. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know and I know that if we had had 26 guys from the South Atlantic League get promoted in any good season, we'd be high-fiving like crazy. Yeah. And that's just – they don't all pan out. Yeah. Things happen. Injuries. Off the field, doesn't matter. The thing is, baseball changed, contraction, there are less opportunities, the draft is shorter. Yeah. And you've uh, got to get creative. Massively shorter. Massively shorter. Yeah. And you've got to get creative. Yeah. Well, and they're not they're not drafting the guys that are gonna be in the minor leagues for fifteen years. Exactly. Like they're drafting guys like, you know, Smith Sharver or Sharver for the Braves. You know, I mean, that dude went up four levels and made it all the way to minor, major leagues today. Now he's been put back down recently, but, you know, that's like, you know, we had the draft just two weeks ago. Paul Skeens goes number one. That kid is major league ready now. They were talking about possibly throwing him. Yeah. I literally saw that last night on the internet. I said, I was like, that's unheard of. But then they started going through some examples. And, you know, uh, uh, was it Mike Leach, the Reds? Uh, yeah. Kind of. Yeah, that, but at the same time, you're right. <laughs> well, I, so two days as soon as he was available on our fantasy baseball league, I picked him up because we have a keeper league. Okay. And and somebody texts me, uh, Trey, Trey texts me, and goes, of course. "Really?" And I'm like, "He's he's the next best prospect since <laughs> Steven Strasburg." Yeah. And I mean, if I don't, if you don't get him now, somebody's going to get him. They're going to hold on to him for a long time. Because that kid's special. Yeah. I mean, I watched him pitch, and I'm like, the dude was just pitching with so much ease. It was, he, he wasn't even trying. I'll tell you right now, it's funny that you brought up Strasburg. Look at that journey. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, you, you know, come, coming out of the draft, 
you're gonna win ten Cy Youngs, and you're gonna he's never gonna he's never gonna throw a ball. He's gonna have twenty strikeouts every time he steps up. And it took over ten years for him to get his just due in the World Series. Yeah. And so. now he's hurt, been hurt for the last four years, can't get back on the field. Yeah. And I don't know that he'll ever pitch again. It's crazy. Yeah. But I mean that's one of those downsides of, you know, I mean, San, didn't he play for San Diego State? Tony Gwynn? I think so. Tony Gwynn did? No, no. Uh, Strasburg pitched for Tony Gwynn. He coached. Wasn't it San Diego oh, oh, State oh, that he coached? Oh. I'm pretty sure it was. Anyways, I, I'm pretty sure that he pitched for Tony, for Tony Gwynn in San Diego State. They killed that kid. He threw freaking 200-plus innings every year. Yeah. And, and he just – you know, it's so funny because in college they'll kill them. When they get to the minor leagues, we baby them. And by the time they get to the major leagues, they forgot how to pitch 130 pitches, you know? So, I'm dealing with that with nine-year-olds this weekend, so we won't even talk about pitch counts. <laughs> well, I can't even imagine in the, in the little league type stuff. That's that's even crazier. Yeah. So, well, man, I tell you, it it's exciting. I One of the – like when we started – talking about potential guests for this, your name come up at the top of my list almost immediately because one, you know, we're trying to, we're obviously trying to grow our podcast, but you know, we've got a lot of listeners that are in that Mount Sterling, Clark County, Paris, Burton, you know, your, your area of people, right. That, that, that come here and, that's why I was like, man, I think that I think the clown, the counterclock story would be awesome coming from a different perspective, right? Like I know you all have done news interviews and morning shows and stuff like that, or maybe probably been on the radio talking about it and stuff. But this is more of an intimate setting, yeah. And 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 it's just like, but and the, and the, like I can tell you this right now, there ain't nobody on a news radio station or. Uh, any of those morning news shows or anything like that that knows what this ballpark is like I do, yep. you know. I mean, we spent a lot of summers here and a lot of and a lot of time, and we've talked hours upon hours upon hours about this stuff. And you know, I understand the business, um, and I understand baseball just just like you. And that was some of the best conversations that we had. And I, that's why I was like, I think people would want to hear this story told differently right and that uh, that's kind of what my my mindset of this of this interview was was you know to hear that because like everything that you've told us is definitely nothing that you could find if you're searching for it right, right? you know and like i said you know me well enough no, i walked in i'm like is that new walls is, is that look at the field <laughs> and you, it's just like and it, but listen it changes the course of history because a week ago, our center fielder gave his whole body to catch a ball at the 400 mark to save the game. Yeah. Two days later, his contract's purchased by KBO, and he's going to Korea. What? Ronnie Dawson. Yeah. And before that, because his he played at Ohio State. I mean, I had a t we have a team surprised of starters. From Ohio State, Ole Miss, LSU. I mean, Brant Broussard is our starting second baseman for crying out loud. 
And I got guy, I got catchers with years in the Braves prospects that's just right down the road from Indiana. So his family gets to come see him. And he's a stud, Logan Brown. Logan who? Logan Brown. Brown. Yeah, okay. he played in the Braves organization. Okay. It won't be too hard to find. But and he played here against the legends. With the Rome. Yeah. Yeah. But and you know that players that he played here for any amount of time were never jumping headfirst into that wall. I mean, I mean, we saw a kid get knocked out running into left field a couple of years yep. ago. He was dead on and ran in, and he passed out on the field. They had to come in and get him. Yep. So, yeah, we've seen it. So it's those type of things, those type of investments that they don't necessarily make the news. Nobody's doing a breaking news story over bathroom floors right. or going third party with the concession so we can have a better say over food quality and control. Yeah. Padded walls. Extended nets. Every suite up here has been redone. New floor, new ceiling, new paint, new fixtures. Yeah, you uh, and you painted the whole outside of the building. Yep. So I mean, everything is about moving forward. Yeah. One person at a time. Yeah. And you know, I mentioned it before. Justin Ferrarella, our general manager, he even that he uprooted his family from New Jersey because he saw the vision. Yeah. And I'm sure some days I, I make his hair turn gray. <laughs> but with the conversations that we've had, I mean, he was here for two hours in the interview process, and I'm thinking to myself, if this guy's willing to come, he's the guy. He's young. He understands what it takes, and he speaks the language. Yeah. Because on the flip side of that, if I wanted to own a baseball team, and say, oh, I'm going to do it, and had the means to do it, there are still things that come up that are unexpected. Right. And that's hard to know. So you have to have those people in place that can just tell you some things that maybe you don't want to hear, but at the same time, you're like, I'm so thankful that I have them because we're moving, we're all on the same page. Yeah. And it's and I've done several of these. I've had people that like, okay, I haven't haven't seen you in person other than the internet for three years, right? Yeah. Don't think anything different of you, totally understand people's family dynamics change. Season ticket holders that we had in 01 who brought their three-year-old out here. He now umpires games at my son's league and works in the concession stand and comes up and still remembers me as Microphone Mike. And he's 6'6 and is playing football for Lafayette. <laughs> and I'm like, it's so crazy. But he can still recount memories. Yeah. And now he's bringing his friends out here. Yeah. So we made it through that first generational yeah. change. Yeah. So it's up to me and a handful of people downstairs to make sure it's there for the next one. Yeah. You know, my son's about to be 10 years old, which is crazy, right? Yeah. It's like I carried him on a backpack while doing my job out here. Yeah. And so he's six years away from, he's four years away from needing to be a bad boy. Yeah. He's six years away from being a, being a summer job. Yeah. And he, and he knows a guy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But so that's what it's all about. I mean, we, we put in a brand new playground there. I don't even know if you saw. It. I did. Your not. kids are past the playground age. The safety ground that goes underneath the playground costs more than the playground, but we want to do it right. Yeah. We got a thirty-foot-tall inflatable slide. Those are investments. You don't get a return on that. Your return is okay. Your kid wants to play, so you stay thirty minutes longer. Maybe you buy one more hot dog. Right. Maybe you buy one more beer. Yeah. How do you calculate that math? Right. Other than we just do it over and over 
Are fireworks? Man, get out of here. Our, our fireworks, the only way they could be better is if we could shoot them over a body of water. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. But, no, people will tell you. I mean, oh, I, I, people that live around here will really tell you. <laughs> <laughs> no disrespect. Like, I hate that form, but you got to understand, I've been telling my, my young sales staff downstairs, I've been telling anybody that will listen, think big picture. Yeah. Because Lexington has a tendency to early on go really gun ho to prove people that Lexington is something. But after a while, we sit around and be like, oh man, aren't we so awesome? And as soon as you relax, somebody else is working harder than you. Yeah. So. And I mean, and that's in all business, right? I mean, like before I came over here, I was having a business conversation with the owner of my roofing company, you know, and we're like, okay, we're at this, this dollar amount. How do we get to this dollar amount? Do we need to hire another sales guy? Do we need to hire, you know, and... and well, now you need to be the official roof sponsor of the Lexington Counter Club. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm trying to get you to be the official sponsor of this podcast. Right, yeah. <laughs> oh, you so I got to get him on? I'm, I'm, having a hard, I'm having a hard enough time with that. So, but no, I mean, Mike, it looks, it looks fantastic. And, you know, I'm excited to get home and talk to Liz and the, and the kids about it and just... Um, you know, tell them it's like, man, the ballpark looks well, great. And, and as I was telling you earlier, I love the color scheme, by the way. Orange oh, and blue, yeah. some of my, I assume that is. No, it's red, white, blue. It's actually, if we go color, is it's, that red? It's blue, white, red. Okay. Uh, oh, so like the new song Red by, uh, uh, oh, shoot. Uh, there's a new country song called Red, oh, and they yeah. go blue, white, red. Yeah, so like it goes blue because, you know, we can do a whole another con- uh, whole another podcast on PMS colors and how to rebuild a brand from scratch. Because I took the shop downstairs from hangers and racks and built it up to a full brand, which I take a lot of pride in. But we, it's a blue. It's a very specific blue, and then white, and then our third color, uh, um, traditionary color, is red. And then our, I don't know if you've seen our alternate jersey, but it's a powder blue. Which is an old. I'll be honest with you. This is the first I've seen of the colors, and it's, but I'm excited when we get down here to yeah, go look absolutely. at the shop. <laughs> no, it's, it's it's unbelievable, and man, and I get it. Like, uh, there's just certain things you can do with the rebrand that you can't do if you're moving on. So, and we needed to be people needed to know that even if it was all oh, you're mad about it, that we're starting over, we're building towards the future, regardless of how you feel about the name. Come out and experience it, and that and for all the people that said we wouldn't sell any merch, I sure have had to reorder a bunch of stuff. Yeah, and man, I get it. But again, like I said earlier, and I'll continue to say, the fact that we got you so riled up that you had to post your opinion publicly—that's the—that's the blazing Kentucky spirit that we're going after. You know, and the we funny literally thing said it in our hype. Is they don't realize, and that's what's so funny about society nowadays, Mike. It's like negative or positive. Look how much daggone attention it brought to you guys, right? Like they don't realize they like you could have been the doppelgangers, and it wouldn't have mattered. You know, it would have drawn a. a we we built this podcast on the word emotion. Right, yep. we talk about it all the time that sports brings emotion. 
whether it be negative, positive. You know, Adam sent something out yesterday that said we only got how many more weeks left until we let a football team determine how the rest of our year is going to be. Yep. You know, it's just fans uh, short for fanatic. Yeah, and and, I, and we talk about it all the time about how emotion drives everything, especially in the, in the sports world. So, so you automatically get the emotion when when you made that post because. You know, Elizabeth, I think she was the first one to see the name change, and she sent it to us. And even within my family, they're like, what are they doing? Why are they doing You know, and I saw a lot of the, lot of friends on Facebook that were senior, or not senior, uh, were season ticket holders were like, oh, my gosh, you know. And it's like, but you automatically get that emotion. You automatically draw that out. And like I said, it drew attention to it. Whether it be negative or positive, people were like, and then you then you like think, man, I'd love to see the Google numbers for that hour to see what what does the new Lexington counter clocks look like? You know, I mean, because it's it's name recognition. It's all about that. And like, you know, you told us the story at the beginning here, how we got to the counter clocks thing. It's almost impossible. You can't type all that out on Facebook and go, "Hey, this is this was what was behind all this," you know. But that's I think this podcast will be great for that, right? People will be able to hear this, and you know, you got a lot of friends. We're going to tag the legends or shoot the counterclocks. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> couldn't help it; it just slipped. Uh, but I mean, you know, being able to share that stuff on your own social media as well will be. You know, fantastic because it's like, look, and I'm going to title this like Mike Allison, the story behind counterclocks, you know, uh, or something along the lines. Of, I don't know. Well, we put like together that. a really nice video, but we live in a society where people couldn't watch a minute 47 seconds. I thought, I thought like, I, well, I went to a, a professional recording studio. I, I mean, I because I'm a weirdo who knows the prices of certain audio equipment, I, I couldn't believe I was on the mic that I was on. I'm like, this mic was almost as much as my car. Like, it's the best I've ever sounded. Like, and I'm like, I was super And here we are on $29 cents a house. <laughs> like, I mean, and technology's great, so it isn't. It's so funny. A year ago, so I don't know. Like we, me and you talked about us potentially yeah. doing this podcast a couple of years ago. Neil and I, who's my wrestling buddy, right? We talked about doing a red wrestling yeah. podcast, which we started as a wrestling podcast. Started out in July of 2021. We had this computer. Actually, we had Neil's computer. We didn't have this one yet. This was my Christmas present uh, that year. We had this computer and we had this little cheap $20 microphone and not much sound quality to it at all. Just, we just did it. Right. Oh, so now, so we'd have, <laughs> don't give the J lab that bad of a, <laughs> <laughs> no, that wouldn't even the J, the J oh, lab. Yet. Yeah. So we, we've been through so many different things, but it's <laughs> like, we were, we were just not getting the listens that we wanted, And, Last spring, around April time, we had basically already told Wes 
and Adam, one of our other guys, were our most loyal listeners. They listened to our, every episode every week. And they just kept telling us, man, you just got to keep at it, got to keep at it. And we had pretty much made the decision, we're going to put one year in. So that would have been July of last year. And and then we're just going to hang it up, you know. And uh, so we weren't getting very many lessons anyways. So one night, Neil and I were just like, let's just talk. Let's just talk about sports tonight because we don't want to talk about. Let, let's just talk about sports. You know, what the heck? Ain't nobody listening anyways. We'll talk about what we want to talk about. So, so we did the front corner to corner sports desk that night. And we talked about five or six different sports topics. Well, the, the, ep, the, the, the downloads on that episode alone quadrupled what we would normally have. Who'd you say was on that? It was just me and uh, Neil. Was you on that? I don't think he was on the first episode. No, I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure. But anyways, he's trying to get credit for all these lists. Of course I am. (laughs) You're welcome. But so it quadrupled. And then we're like, that's interesting. So Neil kind of looked at it as a perspective of, well, you know, we got X amount of thousand of friends on Facebook. How many of them are wrestling fans? You know, 10% maybe. But probably 70, 80% are sports fans, right? So we brought Wes and Adam on to the show full time. Made, made some episodes there towards the end of it last year. And we started seeing a little bit of an increase. And then we did, we introduced season two, changed the format, changed, I hired a professional intro to the, to the show. Mike, I don't know if you know him or not, uh, but um, the young professor who does the on-field announcements for the Savannah Bananas. No, uh, he was our first video interview that we did last, uh, last year because um, he has a similar role with the Reds organization in Florida. Can't think of what their names are. They don't. Uh, the they do Tortugas. Tortugas. Yeah. Um, so he he's with them, and then I think he's full time with with the Bananas now. He's traveling. He's traveling all over with them. But uh, uh, we just made a friendship with him. I text him all the time, and I was like, "Hey, man, would you would you be willing to make us an opening for our new show?" So so the the opening that we have, he did, and uh, we hired out a guy to do a new logo for us. Put us on the Mount Rushmore, and uh, so so that's our that's our new logo, and we just did all this brand change to it, and we saw a tremendous amount of increase from July to December, and since January, we have tripled. What we did in that six month span, in this six month span, we've tripled that. And every single month since we started doing the coaches show, we have beat our previous re- or previous month's record. So we're headed that way. We're we're on the cusp of this being a bigger thing. Push it over the top. Yeah. And, but and, but basically, with the new ownership, you all are kind of you all kind of did the same thing. You kind of you kind of. That's why it all down. That's kind of what I was talking about, like the the rebranding, you know. You know, you just completely real rebuilding it and and making it uh, sort of its own thing, but 
you know, still, hey, we're still here. Get staying still here, you know. We're still playing baseball out here. Come watch. It's, it's you know, it's not much. The game, what you have at the game, is not much different from what you had before because just like you said about the uh, playground over there, yes, you know, all that stuff costs money. You're not going to get that back. Uh, if it costs, you know, brings them in for an extra 30 minutes, you can get them by maybe an extra Coke or something like that. But along with that, you're creating them it would be happiness. It would be a Pepsi. Oh, Pepsi. <laughs> it's much better. Believe me. <laughs> so far away better. Uh, be better if LA can come in here. Well. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but you're creating happiness. Yep. And they know, yeah, exactly. you know what? We were happy at that game. We're going to come back. Yep. Well, like you said a while ago, you've not seen anybody walk out upset or with a, with a frown on their face, you know. And and that's that's all you can ask for, right? Go. I'm gonna do it. We're gonna do it one person at a time until everybody knows. So you were talking about a promotion there a minute ago that kind of is in our wheelhouse from where we from where you and uh, Neil started, but you know, obviously me and Adam uh, like it very much. You all had a wrestling promotion night one yep. up. Uh, with uh, New South Wrestling. Absolutely. How'd that go? It was awesome. I mean, uh, we had Brian Pillman Jr. out here. Oh. Yeah. He's hey, he's trying out with NXT. Did you know that? I mean, that's all. No, I did not know yeah. that. Um, Neil and I met him a couple years ago at Wrestle Cake. Man, cool dude. Super cool. Rode in on his motorcycle. Lives the life. I knew as soon as they turned the corner, I was like, I already know who that is. Hair coming out of an helmet. Um, I got one of our guys downstairs, one of our interns, Cam, he's a big wrestling guy, and uh, man, he gave me a stamp of approval on the night, but, you know, so the connection there is Aaron Rose, he was tiny, he was our old-time old scoreboard guy for years, we put him in an old-time baseball uniform, he sat out there in the hot sun, and flipped the scorecards over the out-of-town scoreboard, Reds games, whoever else was important. You know, if there was a high school game that we put that score up there, maybe it would be a World Cup soccer game would be up. We put the score up there for that. And he's a huge wrestling guy, and like he does. Color How color. did we miss that? I, what? <laughs> man, I blew it up. I, I really don't know the algorithm. The algorithm doesn't want you to see what I'm doing. I'm telling you. I, I guess because they had a great card out here, and uh, you know Tony and the guys at New South they did an awesome job. And man, that. Look, that's just getting started. Um, we will be doing stuff like that again. We will grow. I mean, in fact, we I mean, actually, I'm surprised you get. You could probably get OVW here, possibly. Yeah. Uh, but you know, there's a yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, they just did a free show at a church in Lex or in my starting a couple weeks ago. Yeah, um, free to who? Free to well, who? It free to the community. Because exactly. nobody works free. I don't want anybody to work free. Right. And it costs a lot of money. I don't want anybody flipping off the top rope three times for free. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like It was like a fundraiser type thing. I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you like this. We had a TNA wrestling I remember out that. here a long time yep. ago. Yep. Right. Steamroll right out of our clubhouse. Yep. I was here for it. It was I was awesome. too. We were here that night. I was not an employee that night. I had a great time. One of the best times I've ever had. Out. We're working back towards doing things like that. I mean, this past weekend, our team was out of town. 
We hosted the 14, the 14 uh, U Babe Ruth OVR out here. Had 16 baseball games in the span of four days. Oh, and on Saturday, we hosted a disc golf tournament. They turned this entire stadium, parking lot, suite level, Pepsi party day, all of that stuff, into a disc golf course. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So when I tell you, look, people are going to listen to this. Somebody in the comments is going to tell you that I'm crazy. Well, newsflash, you're correct. I've worked in baseball <laughs> for 20 years. I've pulled 1,500 tarps. I am crazy. I've been on this roof getting foul balls out of the gutter. Newsflash, you're not telling anybody anything new, but people like to be entertained. And yeah, I can tell right. you what was here before there was a ballpark, but nobody wants to hear that podcast. Yeah. So that's where we're at. Yeah, the wrestling night was awesome. Tony, Aaron, the whole crew, my man, my man, uh, DJ Otis, uh, badass, he killed it. Like everybody, it was so awesome to see some people that I've met through different walks of life come back in. Yeah. And then the talent was unbelievable. The show was good. We hit a we literally hit a walk-off home run. We got Pee Wee, our mascot, involved in the main event where Brian Pillman, Pee Wee hit a stunner on some guy, and the dude sold it like a million bucks, bro. It was That's awesome. awesome. <laughs> I, had I had 300 people outside of the ring all standing going crazy yelling Pee Wee's name. Like, it was awesome. We cut a promo. That's four wrestling promos I've cut out here in my time. It was awesome. Straight up interview, knocked me out of the way. Hill came in, Babyface came in, saved the day, shut Brian Pillman came in and said, Welcome to Bourbon Country, boy. It was awesome. And the hill came and, and, and hit Pee Wee. Of course, we had a wrestler in the Pee Wee costume. He sold. It was so great. <laughs> I mean, like the 10 year old in me, it was awesome. And then there were 10 year olds that were yelling things 10 year olds shouldn't say. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, This is exactly what I wanted. I don't know how. I was like, I don't know how everybody else feels about it. But then my intern, uh, one of our sales interns downstairs, Cam, he goes, Mike. And that was awesome. We need to do that about once every two weeks. And I'm like, bro, you watch wrestling? I live and breathe it. Starts going, starts going into these in-depth stories. And I'm like, man, apparently I don't pay as much attention as I thought I did. <laughs> I was like, but, but man, you said it was awesome. He's like, bro, you killed it. And I'm like, man, all I did was arrange a couple of phone calls. Yeah. I was like, so it's something we're going to grow off Well, it of. sounds to me like, the, uh, did you say Mid-South? New South. New South. South. It sounds to me like they knew what they were doing. They absolutely put, put, no, they, booking they a great show. They, yeah. uh, it's either it's either bi-monthly or once a month. I think it's bi-monthly. They got a spot in Lawrenceburg on Sunday right. nights. You gotta go. Right? Oh, From six to eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The, the New South Upstart man, it's awesome. My right. friend, my I know friend, who that is. The big flexor, Alexis Littlefoot. She wrestled. That's why. I, that's how I went. Like Aaron's been doing it for years, but I'm like, ah man, tiny. He just loved wrestling and he loved talking on a mic. Sound familiar? Yeah. Cool. He figured out his gig. I don't want to step on his gig, but you should come, Mike. You should come. You should come. Man, I will. And I all, in my mind, because they used to be out at the ice center. And I'm yeah. like, I'm going to go one night. And they had, uh, what's, uh, uh, uh Chelsea Green. Yeah. Chelsea Green was with one of their shows about a year and a half ago. Yeah. And now I got to stare at her on Monday nights. Yeah. Darn. But you heard, uh, you hate that. Pour up over that. <laughs> but but that, my whole thing is, I mean, we were going to have Carmelo at our show. Yeah. But WWE signed him back up. He had to cancel all his indie gigs. Yeah. I mean, we had a plane booked and everything. Yeah. And that's based all off, like, I wanted him already. Yeah. Because, I, I, well, multiple reasons. But you know how sometimes it, you just, it's the perfect storm? Yeah. So we had already talked about getting Carmelo. Like, he was on our short list. And then he was at 
Royal Rumble. He, or no, is it? Uh, is it Puerto Rico? Puerto yeah. Rico. Yeah. Comes out crazy pop, and I like I'm in my girlfriend's house. It's poorly time after we were just talking about Chelsea Green, but I was at my girlfriend's house. And I, stood, <laughs> I stood up from the couch, and I'm like, "Yes!" She's like, "What?" Carlino. I was like, "No, you don't even understand. Like, it, I hadn't even told you yet." I was like, "This whole town just popped for him. He got back in the mix." I'm like, oh, I wish I could we, call Triple H and be like, "Thanks." We, <laughs> we saw him at. Um, WrestleCade last year, me and Neil did. Yeah. And that place, the minute his music, because nobody knew he was there. Yeah. And so, like, the minute his music hit, you hear that, I spit it in the face of people that don't want to be cool. Yeah. I mean, that place erupted. There was yeah. 5,000 people in there. It looked and, awesome, man. So, and, like, Car- and Carlino was, I mean, he's a mediocre wrestler, but he has that look yeah. and that style and I think he plays into the uh, LWO match this yep. coming Friday night. I think he is involved he's with that. He's got to, right? He had yeah. to cancel all those things. Yeah. So, yeah. But, and, here, and here's the thing. Somebody asked me at lunch last week, and the counterclocks were out of town, and I was going out of town for travel baseball. So, needless to say, I wasn't the right person to ask. They, they were here from New Orleans to visit their family. So, what's going on in Lexington this weekend? And I said, oh. And then I thought to myself, I was like, I should always know the answer to that, no matter what. Of course, then I told him, I said, well, you know, I work for the baseball team, our team's out. But, like, that's what we're doing. We're in the entertainment business. So sometimes it might be a balloon fight on the field post game. It might be a night that pays homage to a a world-famous video game to get kids to come out to the ballpark. It might be wrestling. Because here's the thing. Our platform for them really helped them grow. Yeah. Their platform for us brought about 40 to 50 people that I've never seen at this ballpark, and I've seen everyone. Yeah. And I don't know if I'll see them again unless we put a wrestling ring back out there. Yeah. But they stayed. They ate hot dogs. Right. Not a lot. And then they were part of the event. And then heck, some of them stayed and helped break down the ring. And like that's so that's why I have a lot of respect for the whole, that whole circuit. Of independent wrestling, because man, they got break out. They got set up and break down that ring. That's five tarpaulins. Yeah. Oh man, they got to hope, hope, pray God that the uh, you know that the ring don't bounce too hard or a ceiling tile fall out. Like man, that's that's baseball. I I, I got to hope that you don't break a seat out. Of yeah. And after twenty years of baking in the sun, a couple of them are going to break. Yeah. But we're eighty years away from being you know Fenway, where it's just cool to be old. Right. So you have to do these things. And I don't necessarily think that our former ownership didn't want to do them. I just think after a while, man, it gets out of control. It's like dishes in the sink. I get them tomorrow. I'll get them tomorrow. I'll get them tomorrow. Oh, my God. Throw them all away. <laughs> right. you know? I'm buying paper plates. <laughs> I mean, like, and that's, well, but it, and also, though, you look at it, though, and you're like, at that point, it's so overwhelming that yeah. you're like, hmm. I don't think I'm just going to do anything because at this point, I, if I get started, where do I stop? Well, you, you, you stop when you get done. That's and what you, you might do. might not ever be done. Yeah. Because we're not done right and now. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Like always looking to improve, always looking for what's new, what's 
what's the next big thing? You know, what's the next practical estimate, right? You know, yeah. um, and, and that's, and I think that's that's where it goes, right? So now we it's know. Night, right? <laughs> Look, yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you, we're on we're on the LA Night bandwagon, and, and Neil and I and and the guys we. It's not fun listening to us talk wrestling because we we rip it to shreds. Neil and I do. There are times, that, and Neil is insane, right? One of these days, I, you'll have to meet Neil because this dude, if you gave him a pen and pencil, he could book a show better than the WWE could. I swear you, I swear he could. But he is a history buff when it comes to this stuff. But it's like, well, this is what's going to happen. You know, it's like the fact that L.A. Knight didn't win shocked us all the other night. I'm still not convinced that he doesn't wrestle next Saturday at SummerSlam for that top. This Saturday. This Saturday. The 29th. Yep. Is it this Saturday? Absolutely. I thought it was the first weekend in August. It's not this Saturday. It's next Saturday. Good. The, August the 9th or something like that. I'm pretty sure. But anyways, whatever. I'm still not convinced that he's not involved in that. I, I don't know how it. I don't know how. We've got some time for that to yeah. happen. So, but because you know me, I know you're a Roman Reigns guy. I like Roman because my girl likes Roman. It, do That's you her think, one. do you agree with us that this is the greatest storyline ever told in the professional wrestling? Not ever, not ever, not ever, because I'm old. But I take. But it is awesome. I couldn't look like as it was unfolding. I'm like, man. I was like, you know, you get so mad when who was he? Who was he? It was Kevin Owens where he got the handcuffs yep. and there was the big botch and they had to stall it out. Yep. I I found my I stand, again. Apparently, I stand up and yell at the TV a lot. <laughs> but I'm watching and I'm I'm calling. You know, if somebody misses. Or like somebody takes just a little bit too hard of a bump. I'm trying to catch that stuff in real time. No, so you're not only battling highly trained athletes, you're battling world class camera operators that know exactly when to cut. And the, those cuts they were doing when they were in the performance center with no crowd should have won an Emmy. Right. I mean, now it made some of the matches hard to watch. But man, they were cutting angles to keep keep. Oh, I was like, this. Is, I, I and my girl was like, what? Wait. I'm like, you don't understand. I'm like. This is amazing. She's like, no, it's kind of boring. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like, yes, the fans play such a huge role in it when they started bringing the NXT people banging on the glass and made it like a hockey fight. That was super cool. But that, I was, I didn't realize how invested I was in Kevin Owens until that exact moment. And then when it all, I, I, I saw it, I was like, oh, I see how this got to play out right now. And, uh, the, the acting on the fly because of the botch, like I'm like, oh, this is so beautiful. And then and then I'm like, oh, I think I'm starting to like this Roman Reigns meat bugging everybody at the as the credits roll. I think I'm starting to like, how long are they going to get this going? And then the whole Uso thing and, and, the, and the solo comes in, and I'm like, I'm like, man. At some point, this is going to get stale, right? Because it's been a long time since they let something roll. Yeah, like you know, two months used to be a long time. And that, that's the Vince Ma Vince McMahon effect. There, this is this is Triple H understanding what storytelling 
is all about. Oh, burn up. And and you're probably going to say Vince McMahon and Stone Cold is the is your greatest storyline. No, no, man. It is a miracle that I can walk today because I know exactly where I was for WrestleMania four, and I was suplexed out of sheer ten year old excitement off of the top bunk of a bunk bed onto the ground because of, of our equal level of excitement of the Ultimate Warrior running down. So I lived that. Then I grew out of wrestling, mainly because I was suplexed off the top of a bunk bed. You know, and literally, like, I was crying. And by the time my parents got there to pick me up, I was back okay, so I got to watch the rest of WrestleMania. I grew out of, went to a house show at Rupp, Ultimate Warrior was there, the Blue Blazer was there, rest in peace, great. And I grew out of, then Goldberg and, the, and Scott Hall and the Monday Night Wars brought me back in so big. And I was there for a long time, and I watched the whole thing unfold and go back to WWE being prominent again. But I mean, I had dueling VCRs at my house on Monday night, as we all did. And I think before we went live, if I had kept scrolling, there no doubt there would have been a, some sort of ill-used Ric Flair clip, Dusty Rhodes all the time, and. Uh, I get to Goldberg's every now and then, but I don't go about three days without watching Scott Hall going, you know who I am, but you don't know why I'm here. Like, <laughs> I can almost put that in to any walk of my life. So I love the whole NWO, the, uh, the uns even though it's not written great, what it did for me in that time period, I love then the whole Wolfpack and then the whole Goldberg. And even though some of those WCW, I would give anything to get those four hours of my life back on some of those awful pay-per-views. Pay I mean, bro, you Look, the talk. NWO was a phenomenal storyline. I think the thing that got it though, it was there was no direction to it after yeah. a little while, and then it was just there. Yeah. And I think that it got stale, and ultimately was the demise of the WCW. Which, if you haven't listened, we do a two-part episode early on where we talked about the demise of the WCW, and we talked about you know some NWO stuff as well. And you're not wrong, you know, but like like they gave the the Goldberg match away, right? That should have been a pay-per-view match. Absolutely. Monday. Night. AEW is doing the exact same thing right now. I watched a phenomenal match Saturday night for free. In a hotel room in Somerset, Kentucky. Yep. I mean, I was like, I didn't even know who it was. I was like, that dude looks like Christian. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Like, who is this dude? That looks like he's out of Lord of the Rings. But I was on the edge of the bed, like. <laughs> That's uh, Luchasaurus. <laughs> Miles like comes out of the shower. He's like, Are you wrestling? It's like I am. He's like, Who is that guy? I had no clue. I was like, But we're both sitting there, and then it goes off. Some movie comes on, and I'm like. 
over the last three or four, uh, over the last three weeks, I have watched some of the best wrestling matches that AEW has put out there in the time that they've been out there, all of them on, on TV. And I'm like, what are you doing? Did you not learn anything from WCW? I mean, a lot of these guys were in WCW. Like, what the flip are you doing? Exactly. So, I, I don't know. It's crazy. But, so my wrestling is in phases, right? Then I fade a little bit. Love Stone Cold, love all that. Love The Rock. But I kind of let it sit. If you remember correctly, you can, you, of all people, know the exact moment where I was back in. Because we're sitting here watching the game. They hit a sound clip, and it's, uh, what do we got here? A couple of haters? A couple of haters? And I'm like, like, what is that? You told me who it was. Oh, I'm going to have to watch these dudes. So I'll watch them. And it's on cast, by the way. Oh, yeah. You know my profession. So if you're good on the mic, I'm like, bro, I like you. Like, I don't care how you wrestle. But like, he's a beast. Like, I was like, because it's not easy to do. No. And I've done... 2,500 live remotes. Yeah. One take, I've probably screwed up five of them. Yeah. I don't know how that sounds, but it's the truth. Yeah. So That's I'm, a pretty good success rate. So, well, a couple of them were real bad. Like, <laughs> one of them in particular, I, you know, probably went in my worker's file because I, I, it's happened recently and I got into it pretty bad about it. You can't. You can't say one chicken company when it clearly says another chicken company. No matter how how many years ago it was the other one, and you just were rambling. You gotta gotta know. But I'm, I turn it on for Enzo. Watch it. Who's this scraggly haired dude in a wife beater talk about he's the eater of worlds? And, uh, and you're like, oh, that's Bray Wyatt. Oh, man, yeah, he's great. Every week. What's he about to say? And then the whole fiend versus the demon. Okay, what is this? Crazy. But. <coughs> and that's my, so I won't, there are people out there that know more about it than me. But I'm so happy that life came full circle to where I could actually share with people my, how my Saturday mornings went, how my Saturday nights went, how my Mondays. <laughs> a lot of people are wrestling fans, and they just don't want to admit it. Yeah. Right? Oh, I'm not. I don't get into that. And every Monday night, click, 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 click. And a lot of people are like you. You know, once the Attitude, attitude Era left, um, there was a time frame that I – was not as much into it, um, just kind of got away from me. And then, and Caitlin and, and Cassie, this is uh, this is where this podcast from, come from, is Caitlin and Cassie, one Sunday after church, uh, it was right after the WWE Network started where you could like do the, the 999 thing. And she goes, and Caitlin asked me, she goes, Dad, are, are we going to get WrestleMania tonight? And I said, um, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I mean, cause it, it's free. You know, you sign up and watch it for free. Neil's 10 foot away. We go to church. He goes, walks over and he goes, did I hear you say something about WrestleMania? I said, yeah, the kids want to get, he goes, you're a wrestling fan. And I was like, yeah, I have, I have been for a long time. And he goes, 
I didn't know that. <laughs> so then he sends me a text message that afternoon. He goes, man, you want to know something? He said, I've always wanted to do a wrestling podcast. <laughs> that was like seven years ago. It took us four years to get to this to get to the point of actually turning it on and doing it. But, so, I don't know. It's fun. Uh, this this Roman Reigns bloodline awesome. thing is phenomenal. What they're doing with Cody right now, a lot of people don't realize what they're doing with Cody. I do. Cody's going through hard times. Yeah. He's hard going times, through yeah. hard times. Hard times. And you're, Cody is going to be the one to beat Roman at WrestleMania next year. He's going to be from the number one hole at, at, the, at the Royal Rumble because if he's not number one, then he ain't gone through hard times. The so, short sell, the short sell would have been would have been him winning that match. Yeah, and they wouldn't have been able to write a story for six months. Right. And again, I hate it, but that's what wrestling's supposed to do, right? Yeah. Like I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to be thirteen. Yelling at the TV yeah. because Roman Reigns is looking right through the fourth wall, smug as my arm My wife absolutely despises Roman Reigns and what is transpiring right now. And I said, Elizabeth, they are doing exactly what, or you're doing exactly what they want you to do. Yep. They want you to hate Roman Reigns. They want you to love Cody Rhodes. That's what they want. Yep. And then. You're like, all right, got that out of the way. Now I'm, I'm back to Roman. Boom! Here comes the Brock Lesnar thing. Now we got to go through three months of, of of that. Get that out of the way. And speculation is that Bray Wyatt is the next the next dude for Cody Rhodes. Now I don't personally don't like that. I just um, need him on the show. But he's awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of, of Bray Wyatt. Uncle Howdy, whatever you want to call whoever. He got hurt, and then Alexa Bliss decided to get pregnant. I screwed that all up. Because it was supposed to be they're supposed to be bringing back the Wyatt family. And they probably still will. I just don't know how they're going to do it with Alexa Bliss on the pregnant shelf. Man, I need, I need that Bray Wyatt in my life. Like, again, the creative, like... I mean, he's good on the mic. They brought him back, and they brought him back through the door, and they shit you know, with the light to, to, you know, and he, you know, obviously he's like, I'm only doing it, and I'm only doing it this way because I have to, I have to rep my brother that's not with us anymore, and he, you know, so he's still got his thing, but he's still got his, you know, he's still got Luke's thing, and uh, uh, it was amazing. Uh, cold chill. Yeah, just bringing it back up. We, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> we were all in on it. The worst timing in the world for an injury, right? And we've talked about this for years with with wrestling is an untimely injury like Cody Rhodes getting hurt last year and ripping that. Oh, but I mean, that match between him and Rollins where he was all bruised up was one of the greatest I wrestling matches. I've ever seen anything like that. Yeah, that was nuts. I, yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, I'm I'm love Seth Rollins right now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I love how it's crossing over all my universes because I just watched the episode of Sneaker Shopping with it. Yeah. And I'm like, man, wrestling Jordans. But I was like, man, but if uh, somebody rapping would just walk in here, be all my way, drop off an old Chevrolet, I'd be perfect. Hey, him, him, and, him, and Becky are. 
or the hot couple right now. That's awesome. That's for sure. So, well, what's uh, what's one of some of the upcoming promotions to see? This will we'll put this out for this will drop Saturday. Saturday. What's the upcoming promotions for the first week of August coming up? So, the first week of August, we're out of town, but that next weekend, the eleventh, eleventh, twelfth, thirteenth, okay, is a huge weekend for us. Um, it's Heroes Weekend, so we've got Military Appreciation Night. That's always a big night. Yes, followed by First Responders Night, and that Sunday game is Superhero Sunday, and it's Marvel Night. So we're going to have a Marvel jersey, and I don't want to let the cat out of the bag which Marvel character we're going with. But if you've paid attention to this podcast and you know enough about Marvel, you'll figure it out. We got a poster giveaway. It's super awesome, like a Marvel poster giveaway at the front gates on that Sunday. And it's a Sunday, so if you're a member of our uh, Young Timers Kids Club, you get it free with the paid adult. Um, you'll get to get player autographs post game and run the bases. Um, now, are you still doing Sunday games in the afternoon? Yeah, that's, that will be our last 205 Sunday game. Or no, I'm sorry, that's Wednesdays where the time changes. Once school comes back in, you can't really do the during the weekday games. It's just cool. Um, but that Friday, the, the – uh, the Military Appreciation Night, and I'm sorry if I get the days backwards. So, um, active, inactive veterans, everybody, um, you're getting it free. We're acknowledging all branches of the military. It's one of my favorite nights of the year. It yeah. used to be one of my favorite nights of the year because it was like five inning breaks where I didn't have to be on the mic. Yeah. Uh, that's a little different now. Cause now, will you have special jerseys for that? I don't night? know if we're doing a special jersey for that one in particular. Um, we just did one a couple of Saturdays ago with a uh, company out here. Um, they did a very large night, and they were able to do a very specific jersey, and it was military-based. So I, I will, I'd be willing to say we won't yeah. have a military appreciation night. Um, but we've got some, we're doing some work with the DAV uh, and some other and Veterans Affairs. But the important part of that is we've taken – our opportunity in the community to give back a new level this year. So we talked about the shop downstairs and uh, Dinger, our mascot, has a, we have these things called Dinger Decides. So I've got a pink hat downstairs. If you buy one, portions of those proceeds go to breast cancer awareness. Awesome. I did a camouflage new era, new era. It's like a tiger stripe tone on toe with a military green logo and bill. We've never done a hat like this before in 23 years of anything. We've had camouflage hats previously. We've never done anything like this. And a portion of every one of those goes to DAV. And that was to pay respects to one of our ticket plan holders down here who does a lot of work for them. And then I've got a hockey jersey in the store. And everybody said, like, do a hockey jersey for it, Mike. Well, I had my reasons. I did a very small run. But when those all sell out, a portion of those, it's only been 24 of Because you got to walk in. You go, Man, that's actually pretty cool. And decide that's how you want to support a baseball team over the hockey jersey. Yeah. And there have been people that have immediately got it. I mean, hockey jerseys are kind of cool. Yeah. And a portion of that's going to youth hockey in the blue dress. Yeah. And that was an idea based off the meeting with the guys that wanted to bring back the thoroughbreds. Yeah. 
So these little things like that, we already talked about the playgrounds, the bathrooms, the concessions, and all of that. All of these things were set up here and thought about, set downstairs, or hey, set it, drapes on Leestown Road, because we couldn't sit here because this place was a construction area. And, just, and we're like, all these little things will add up. Yeah. But that weekend is huge. Um, we played till in the, till the middle of September. Breast Cancer Awareness Night, September 17th, I believe. We've got a back to school um, that same weekend in August. So any of the kids have been reading during the summer. They come in and they show um, on the 11th, uh, on August 11th. They've read three books. They're getting in free that night with the parent. Like, so all those little things. And I don't even like saying the word free. I don't want to value anything. But it's it's like a open it's like a continual open house. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know that, that outfield wall used to have fifty sponsors on. Yep. Imagine me let's just hypothetically say I call you or CRC was one of them. Let's say that I called them, say, Sean, I need you to come out to the ballpark. And before you've even had a chance to go, well, Mike, I've talked with who uh, budget, uh, Say, so I'm not telling you anything. I just really need you to see what we're doing. So the next time that I call, or you're in the back of, or I'm in the back of your head, you know I'm not just trying to sell you hopes and dreams. That we really are not just trying to build up the stadium and baseball, but this whole side of town. Yeah. I mean, 9.3 percent of our attendance comes from Winchester, Mouston every year. Yeah. Had them out, had local team out here not two, not two weeks ago. And it, so we know, I talked about representing every one of those cities on a jersey at one point. Like being, you know, we were doing the beer cheese when COVID hit. Yeah. We're still going to be in Lexington, but we're going to have a beer cheese festival. We're bringing the Winchester Beer Cheese Festival to here. Yeah. That's awesome. I would love to be the Frankfurt lawmakers whatever one time don't steal that I don't, <laughs> I don't know if that's what it would be you know like all names are copyrighted <laughs> like, like you know if it, if it were the if it were the Versailles, i don't know like those are the type of things that we know like i've got an 859 hat t-shirt downstairs i'm doing stuff with 606 on yeah. I'm going to leave 502 alone. I don't mean to disappoint Frankfurt, but Louisville's kind of got a wrap on it. Yeah. 270 is too far. I'll let my man at the Hot Rods take care of that. But yeah. That's it's just what we're doing. One brick at a time. Yeah. And I appreciate y'all letting me be on here. And it's really awesome talking about wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we almost always wind up at least for the five minutes where the wrestling yeah. talk. So, um, well, Mike, I, I, I know I speak for for Wes and, and everybody on the podcast that this, this I think this is going to be way better than what, I mean, we didn't know what to expect, right? But I know the friendship that me and you have, we've had it for many years and we have a lot of the same interests yeah. and, and stuff. And like I said, right off the bat, when we start talking about potential guests, we're like, I was like, man, I got, we got to get microphone mic. I mean, yeah. cause you know, it, it, you know, one, we would want you anyways, even if it was still the legends. But two, knowing the transition that, that, that transpired and 
And you were one of the few that remained from that, right? I mean, I remember your dad, you know, I did your dad's mom and dad's roof and built a sunroom onto their house. And um, I was talking to him and, and that was kind of long around the time that this was all transpiring. Well, Mike doesn't really know what he's going to do, but he's got a, he's got an opportunity to maybe do better. And then by the time we got done, it was already decided you were here. You had the new position. And so, you know, so my dad had never met a stranger. Now you see where I get it from. Right. Imagine not being able to tell them. I, I, if you had any idea how many times I've gone, and it's like, I know it's offending my mother, but when I say I'm not going to say a word, I don't say a word yeah. to yeah. anyone. Yeah. Natasha was not pleased with me either. Yeah. And I could let little pieces out here and there. But I'm, at, I'm building a brand. I built, I took an empty store and had it completely full in 96 days. Yeah. And you're talking about distributors in China. You got to go, you got a Chinese New Year. You're talking about brands that you've never worked with before, trying to develop that relationship. And then some of them who think they're just going to barrel out something with an L State logo on it. I'm like, hey, hold up. First off, you've got to sign this non disclosure agreement. What? That if you want this conversation to continue, you got to sign it. It's not a, it's not a respect thing. We're trying to do something, and we're doing it quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And then, well, you know, I knew. Look, people don't like change. That, well, they they don't. But it, when it comes to when it comes to something in that in that mindset, look. You tell one person and they send a text message to somebody else, you never know where the heck that's going to go. Yep. Right? They're like, I love you, but until I can talk about it, I'm not talking about it. You know? Exactly. And I mean, we've done the same thing. Like, we just, um, we, we knew three weeks ago that we had locked up uh, a, a big time sponsor for this coming year to where we could give away sp uh, scholarship money. Come the end of the school year to our awesome. our senior um, uh, male and female athletes of the year. This year, it was just an award. It was a made up thing. But we had to keep and, our lip up. And, but but it wasn't time to drop that yet, yep. right? But last week we were able to like say, come in 2024, we're going to have the Kimsoft athlete of the year, and that's going to come with. A five hundred dollar scholarship for male and female seniors, you know, and that's just our starting point. You know, we get five hundred this year. What's next year? Can we get to a thousand? You know, but I look forward. I look at that and like, okay, well, the next phase is is like Montgomery County. I'm sure every county does something like this, but Montgomery County has a, a an awards night every year where the people that are giving those scholarships to the people that are getting those scholarships get the opportunity to go up on stage and go this year's from corner to corner Kim Soft Senior Student Athlete of the Year female is blah. And they're getting and so we're gonna be able to stand up there with our sponsor in front of five hundred people and you never know what that means, right? And I mean, so we're going to talk about it now so kids will be able to, because look, we've already set the standards. 
You got to have the grades. You got to be a student athlete. You got to apply for it. You're going to have to write us a, a paragraph. You know, we're not just giving this thing away. You got to earn it. I mean, it's, it's not just free money. So, so we're really excited about that. We're really excited about, you know, we just announced this week, we've got a new sponsor, uh, that we're going to be doing a, a weekly segment with Tutu's Sweet Treats, um, who's, who's a, a friend of the show. Um, they've got a cake sweet business. I'm in. Make some of the best homemade cakes. That was tough. And, you know, we had to convince me on that. Oh my gosh, <laughs> dude. So, so I had an idea and I was like, man, I'd really like to do like, a sponsored segment so i sent him a message i said hey you you'd said something about maybe po possibly doing a sponsorship what do you think and he goes what are you thinking i said i'm thinking about a sponsored segment you know to where we do a weekly segment and it's the two tooth sweet treats segment of the it's week sweet play of the game. yeah yeah so yeah so so we're excited about that that'll be starting uh in early august uh, so we're excited about that. There's just a lot going on. And I think it's just perfect timing, right? The podcast is growing. The counterclocks is rebranding and growing. Uh, I'm excited about it. So yeah, we but, definitely want to find a time to have you back on. You know, whenever. I see what you did there, find a time. So I got shirt outs. There's just time to play. The time to come out. The box is ticking. That's right. We, home. We, hit a, we don't hit home runs here. We hit dingers. And yeah. it's tick, tick, boom, every time. Nice. Yeah, so. Nice. Again, it, that's the thing. It's all there for the taking. Yeah. Yeah. You right. just had to be brave enough to do it. Yeah. And, you know, it wasn't fly by night. I, I understand the concept of the fan engagement aspect of naming a team. I do. But time went on our side. It's just a long time. But we had baseball to play, and, you know, to tie in, like a good comedian would, to tie it back in, it's a new day. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm excited uh, for sure. Uh, I definitely want to try to get out and catch a game before the year's over with. I, I'm, I hope that people will go out and, and listen to this and be inspired to – you know, man, if you can get one family yep. to come out off of this podcast, then it was worth it, right? Absolutely. Because you and never know. You started a podcast, now you're giving away scholarships. Right. It's worth it. In three years. We That's just we just hit year, started season three last Saturday. And it's just the never give up mentality. Yep. And it, you just, because you just, you just never know. You know, this Athlete of the Week thing was just Adam one day sends us a text and he goes, man, what do you think if we started, like, kind of recognizing some of the local student uh, athletes and maybe do, like, a, a, a Athlete of the Week? They work hard and they deserve it. Yeah, and it was literally a made-up thing. Now we've got a sponsor for we got a sponsor for that. We've got another sponsor that's willing to give us something that I can't name that yet, but it's coming. They're going to give us gifts that we can give away for these athletes. So you know we're starting. People are buying our shirts, Mike. People are buying our shirts. Crazy. I mean, the fact I, I told Wes, I told Wes last week I was in Kroger, and one of our listeners comes up and started talking to me. And I told Wes, I was like, 
it will never get old. The fact that I'm just out in a random spot and someone walks up and starts asking about the podcast. And I, I said, that, that's never going to get old. I mean, it's so freaking cool. Flipping through the rack of cards. I, just, I look up. This girl is walking. I, I don't know her. She's not a friend, family. Never even seen her at the ballpark. Coming down the aisle in a shirt that I designed. I'm on the phone with a buddy of mine. I said, you guys to give me a minute. Like, What's that? I'm like, man, a complete stranger walking down the aisle at Target. Has no idea that I designed the shirt that she's wearing. He's like, that's got to be pretty cool. Like, bro, yeah, I'm like, borderline emotional. Right? Yeah. On the phone. I was like, I think the only reason I'm not breaking down is because I'm on the phone with you and I'm on this hunt to try to find whatever b- basketball cards I was looking for at the time. Yeah. I, I, get a, I, get a, I get very emotional about the podcast very often, you know, because it's just, it's, 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 it's our creation, right? Like, it's something that, that Neil and I, like, Neil dreamed it. I I pushed the gas pedal because I told him, I said, I'm tired of talking about it. Either we're going to do it or we're not. If we're not going to do it, I don't want to ever talk about it ever again. And so we started doing it. And here we are. So, what? An hour and a half in, uh, I know you were expecting us to talk about Conspiracy Theory Part 2, but you're just going to have to wait till next week because right. we, we were having too much fun talking Lexington Counterclocks and wrestling. And I think you'll enjoy this podcast. Share this with your friends. They need to hear this. Take they need the to hear you to listen to it. They, they need to hear the story of why the Lexington Legends changed the name, changed the look, rebranded to the Counterclock at Counterclocks. If you've not been here this year, you better get here because the ballpark looks amazing. Again, Mike, thank you so much for being on with us tonight. And uh, Wes, uh, as always. We will see you guys next week. Stay safe, friends. The Moco Four Horsemen would like to thank you for listening to From Corner to Corner. Be sure to go out and follow us on Twitter, on TikTok, on Facebook, Instagram, and even YouTube. Whatever podcast platform that you listen to us on, be sure to go out and give us a five-star review. Thanks as always, and we look forward to seeing you next week.